The date is June 6th, 2008, and we're watching Kung Fu Panda. Welcome to I Used to Like This One. Hello and welcome to I Used to Like This One, the show where we take a look back at movies we remember fondly from our childhood and attempt to look past the nostalgia to see if they still hold up. My name is Sean Wells, and with me, as always, is the Poe to my Shifu. Hello, I'm Colin Stewart. Skadoosh. Skadoosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Colin Skadooshwert, maybe, as it were. <laughs> yes, quite possibly. But yes, uh, breaking from our usual format of sticking to older movies, this week we have yet another customer request. This one coming all the way to us from Costa Rica. Ivan S. in Costa Rica wanted us to cover Kung Fu Panda, so here we are. This week we are looking back at June 2008, the same year as the Beijing Summer Olympics, interestingly enough. When the movies and theaters were Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Sex in the City, The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, You Don't Mess with the Zohan, and of course, our movie for today, Kung Fu Panda, which earned $632 million on a $130 million budget. Making it the third highest grossing film of 2008. Yeah, I, I wish I could make Kung Fu Panda for $130, right? Yeah, what a <laughs> what an absolutely atrocious lineup. That was, like, I was just trying to think, like, 2008 also had Iron Man and The Dark Knight. I'm assuming those were one and two, maybe. But... Probably, probably, yeah. But... Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised that, well, I don't know, I don't know whether Indiana Jones was one of them. I mean, the thing is, Indiana Jones probably did really well until people, until word of mouth got around. Yeah, I was going to say, Indiana Jones probably had a really good opening weekend. Yeah. But that movie was absolute garbage. That's right. <laughs> so, I don't know how well it did in the yeah, over, over, over the year, I guess, but... I hope the fifth one is better. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it will be. I mean, it's weird to have, like... Harrison Ford be so old, yeah. And uh, but I don't know. Maybe but they what have. Did the... you guys learn from two thousand eight? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, is Shia LaBeouf coming back? No, no, no. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, there will be spoilers ahead, so if you do not want Kung Fu Panda to be spoiled for you, then. Please hit pause, go watch the movie, and then come back and hear what we have to say. So, yeah, it's so weird to be talking about a movie that's only 14 years old, but... Oh, well, here we go. The The taglines that appear on the poster for this movie, I found four this week. The first one, there, <laughs> you'll find that they all kind of have the same flavor. Mm-hmm. First one is, Pandemonium Begins Soon. I like, I mean, I guess the pun is nice. Yep. Well, just wait. <laughs> okay, second second up, we've got prepare for awesomeness. Uh, yeah, so that that one that one that doesn't have the pandemonium in it. But third, we have experience the pandemonium in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, yeah. And finally, bringing it home uh, strong. <laughs> Summertime is panda time. Wah, wah, wah. I don't know. Uh, weirdly, yeah. weirdly, I like that one the best. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah. I'm surprised there was no... They didn't work in, like, kung fu fighting somehow right? into, into any of them. No, absolutely not. And when I... When I'm like, is this it? And I, I, I decided to take a peek at like some of the sequels and you start getting things where you get the catchphrases as the taglines like skadoosh yeah, is one it. of the <laughs> I, I, I was also gonna say I was surprised Skadoosh was not not one of them either. Yeah. I mean in twenty twenty two it's well pandas are more fun than pandemics. Am I right? Come mm. on. Nice. But those may not be very good descriptions of this movie, so let's go to Colin and get a 60-second synopsis. Okay. <clears throat> Poe the Pando works in the family noodle shop with his dad, who for some reason is a goose, I think. Or some sort of fowl anyways, <laughs> but definitely not a panda. <laughs> While his dad is all about noodles and is waiting for the day Poe has a noodle dream, Poe actually dreams about becoming something more, an awesome and attractive kung fu master. When Master Ugwe has a vision of the villainous Tai Lung returning to the village, he decides it's time to finally choose someone to become the Dragon Warrior. The citizens of the Valley of Peace and Master Shifu naturally assume the Dragon Warrior will be one of the Furious Five, Brian O'Connor, Dominic Toretto, Luke Hobbs. Oh, wait. Wrong <laughs> franchise. I meant to say Tigress, Crane, Mantis, Monkey, or Viper. But when Poe tries to get a look at the festivities, he blows himself into the arena and Master Ugwe selects him as the Dragon Warrior. Meanwhile, Master Shifu's messenger goes to the prison where Tai Lung is being held to warn the warden and beef up security, but in doing so, unintentionally leaves a feather behind, which is all the villain needed to break free of his chains. He subsequently kicks all the guards' butts and escapes prison. Back at the temple, Master Shifu makes Poe's life a living hell in an effort to make him quit and prove Ugwe made the wrong choice, but gradually, Poe's perseverance and commitment to training endears him to the Furious Five and Master Shifu. After Tigress and the rest of the five get their asses handed to them by Tai Lung on his way to retrieve the dragon scroll to complete his training, Shifu gives Poe the scroll, and when they open it, they find it's blank. With their backs against the wall, Shifu and the five prepare to defend the village while Poe visits his father and gets some timely noodle-inspired insight that helps him unlock the secret of the dragon scroll in time to go mano a mano with Tai Lung and save the day. And that's your 60-second synopsis. <laughs> Nice. Nice. So yeah, this is one of those movies that obviously with the with it only being 14 years old, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for my own childhood. However, this is one that I introduced to Chris because I don't know whether this has been an on mic or off mic conversation at this point, but whatever. Uh when he was younger, I used to get him into the various Pixar movies because there was something about the similarity of the animation that I could move from one Pixar movie to another without having to endure repetitive viewings of the same movie. And so this is one of those ones that sure he was nine years old by the time this one came out, but you know, it was a new 
computer animated that was similar to the Pixar movies that I could introduce to him. So I have some fond memories of him watching this movie. I don't have childhood memories, but I mean, it's not old enough to be that case. But thank you to Ivan for kind of breaking us out of our normal routine and letting us view something that's newer. So now, Colin, there is an age gap between you and me. But, I mean, you you were still by far not a child when Mm-mm. this came out. But what what is your past experience with Kung Fu Panda? Like zero. I watched it for the first time to prepare for this podcast. Oh, wow. I'd never... Uh... Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, for some reason, I've never ventured over much to the DreamWorks animation. I'm a I'm not I'm not I wouldn't say I'm like a Pixar loyalist, but like I've never yeah. seen Kung Fu Panda, I've never seen I, the Ice Ages and the Madagascars and and like those movies. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. The I don't Shark, Shark Tale. Have you seen Shark no, Tale? I haven't seen Shark Tale. Like and I don't really have any reason why. It's not like I, I think when this movie came out, I would have been in like my second last year of university, and like I said at the top, when you're there's there are other things I was more interested in watching in 2008, like Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk, and uh, you know The Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, this movie just wouldn't have been on my radar, really. Yeah, but that you- being said, I'm a I'm a very big fan of Jack Black, so it was a it was a pretty easy watch for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and no, and I guess I have to take that into account is that, yes, I was approaching this movie from fatherhood and mm-hmm. yeah, you, you weren't in the demographic at all for this movie Mm-mm. unless you were the type of weirdo like I once was where I'm sitting in a matinee of Frozen, the <laughs> only single guy in there because I just happened to have a long enough break at work to watch a movie and it's like, well, Frozen starts right now. I'll go see that. Yeah. But then I'm the creepy alone guy. So, I mean, yeah, I, I had a reason to see this movie when it first came out. Uh, so I, that that makes sense. So I guess then you're, the extent of your knowledge for DreamWorks begins and ends at Shrek when it comes to animation. Or or have you even not seen Shrek? Uh, I've seen, I think I've only seen oh. Shrek 1 and 2. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen the well, 3 okay. and 4. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, but even those ones, like it's recent. It's a fairly recent watch. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's jump into Kung Fu Panda, directed by Mark Osborne and John Stevenson, produced by Melissa Cobb, and written by Jonathan Eibel or Abel, I don't know, A I B E L, Glenn Berger, Ethan Reif. Cyrus Voris and an uncredited Chris Posh. Never a good sign when there's this many writers, but it actually kind of works in this case. And we open this movie with the fun Asian-inspired DreamWorks opening and the narration, which with all the uses of the words legend over and over again, I thought that was a pretty great moment. I mean, right off the bat, you're thrown into it and it's like, it's kind of like with Emperor's New Groove with David Spade. It's like, you're listening to this and it's like, okay, I'm I'm in for some Jack Black. I'm in for an hour and a half of Jack Black. Yeah, there's like that opening scene. I actually added it. If anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, I thought it was so awesome. So I added it to my like profile page. But I love that quote where he's like, there is no charge for awesomeness. 
or attractiveness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and never before had a panda been so feared and so loved. Yeah, I, I just I, I like I like the whole getting into this because I remember when this movie first came out and I was in the camp of meh, you know, when it's like, OK, I'll, I'll see it, I guess, because it's got all these famous people in it. And with my son, I like these animated movies, but meh, I, I, I'm not looking forward to it. And I remember being impressed the first time I saw it where I'm like, OK, they, they came up with a fun story. Yeah. But it's amazing how even 14 years later, I'm looking at it and going, but is it problematic, the fact that, like, the majority of the cast is white? Uh, You know, like... I mean, it's hard because I get, like, I don't know. Maybe it is. I, I I don't think it is. Because I just think, like, at some point, it's, like, it's animation. The conceit is comedy. You're not, you're not taking, like, I get it when people are mad about, like, Ghost in the Shell. Or, like, or, like, or, like, when they make these movies that are, like, taken from anime. And it's, like, you have the opportunity to give, like, an Asian actor, like, representation on this. And, like, have an Asian, Asian representation on the screen. And that type of thing. Yeah. I think that's different from when you have like a clearly fic- a clearly fictional <laughs> and anthropomorphized an- how do you even say that word anthropomorphized animal world yeah like yeah it has like Asian like it's in China I guess they say that so it's in China yeah. but it's like animals don't have race I guess is I is, is where I is where I kind yeah. of land on that. The the only one that I have a little bit of an issue, I think, with is there's some parts where it seems like Dustin Hoffman is doing a bit of a pseudo Asian accent. Yeah, as maybe. Shifu. Maybe I think. Yeah, and I, I think I think that I don't really like. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think if he did, but you're probably right. But it, yeah, that, if if that's the case, I don't really like that. Like, I don't think you should be trying to do accents. Yeah, and that he, type he's of doing thing, like but. this. I don't know. I just get this vibe where it's like he's doing like this Asian Jew is, is sort <laughs> of guess. what he's got going on. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a happy day, though, because Poe is finally having his noodle dream when when in fact he was actually uh, that that was, uh, you know, it, it was coming from a mile away when you drop that Furious Five uh, joke in there. But my God, it was still very, very welcome in your sixty seconds synopsis. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was inspired. I just, I just heard it and I was like, I have to. There's no way you have to. Like, you have to. Yeah. But but yeah. Can hit- I ask if anybody is out there and is like very deep into the Kung Fu Panda realm? I didn't. I mean, I actually plan to watch the rest of the movies, but I haven't yet. But I am so curious as to what the deal is with Poe's, like, quote-unquote, dad. Yeah, Like, see, I, I do not understand this world where a duck fathers a panda I, or, I was, or a goose or whatever he or is. Whatever he is, yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was hoping that you had seen this movie because I was hoping you could enlighten me. Now... I have a feeling it might be brought back up in the sequels, and now I'm horrible for not knowing this franchise well enough. I mean, you know, you have to consider that Chris was already nine when this movie came out. Yeah. By the time two and three came out, I wasn't really watching two and three. 
Yeah. So it might be explained in one of those, but I don't remember. Yeah, it was so weird because there's a moment at the end where they where like I think even it seems like even Poe is expecting that his dad is going to like clarify that relationship, but then it just yeah. moves into like the secret ingredient for the soup and and whatnot. That's the big the big reveal of the secret. But well, you know, I I have to say that's something I've noticed when I'm watching any recent television programs or movies that are coming out because they are trying to make it more of an inclusive world. So they're doing more of this like colorblind casting, but it starts making you do mental gymnastics in your head where it's like, okay, she's black, but both her parents are white. So does that mean she's adopted or are they just well, yeah. saying that, you know? But- and, and so that that's how I feel about Mr. Ping is it's kind of like, well, was mom a panda and she got her freak on with the goose and Poe happened to get all her traits? Yeah, like <laughs> I'm I'm all for like diverse casting. This is a this is and to be fair, this situation is completely different from like yeah, yeah, casting yeah, 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 actual yeah, no, no. human beings. But uh, but this even, one's just a metaphor for it. Yeah, yeah. But e- but <laughs> even with that, I'm always like you can't just throw it like in a and explain their like, you have to at some point explain like is they're they're from a different are they from a different relationship is this yeah. kid adopted like I remember I'm adopted yeah yeah like I've never seen the the most recent fast Fantastic Four movie, but I mean I was kind of psyched when they cast Michael B Jordan as Johnny Storm, but then yeah. when they made Sue Storm still be white I was like ah. Uh, I don't know now. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, should, shouldn't works. we have a bit more of a caramel actress at least? If you're even going to yeah. go the half sister route, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I get that. Yeah, but yeah, I I mean, even, this Mister Ping thing even makes you think: Was Poe hatched from an egg? Yeah, like where do the animals <laughs> come from in this world? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Does the stork bring them all? I don't know. It must. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, it's like a, it's nice in a way because I remember like lots of children's movies from even when I was growing up where it's like, yeah, all the animals live in as one and they're all like mixed up and stuff. And it just, it, it just doesn't matter because you're a kid and you just don't need to think about these things. You don't need to care about that logic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And until you realize, wait a minute, that animal would be eating that animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the panda would be murdering everybody in that village. Yeah. yeah. So because uh, his dad thinks that he's had the dream, though, he's going to learn this the secret to secret ingredient soup. And I think I need to take a little break for sponsorship corner. Always on the lookout for product placements in movies. I I got nothing this week. This week, Kung Fu Panda is brought to you by Mr. Ping's Secret Ingredient Soup. And this has been Sponsorship Corner. (laughs) Figured I might as well get that in there while we're talking about Dad, because I got nothing else. Yeah, nope, this one... DreamWorks, you let me down. You didn't even have any spoof ones to throw in there for me. <laughs> Disappointing. Dang. 
<laughs> so they go up to the temple. They, they they cut to the temple where Master Ugwe starts blowing out all the candles <laughs> before he tells Master Shifu something. And boy, I thought that was a funny moment too. That Just the comedy of that where he is a turtle. He's going slow. Yeah. Yeah. So Shifu is supposed to be a red panda. Oh, really? You, yeah. No, did I thought you he catch was a, that? I thought he was a mouse or a rat of some sort. Yeah, he's supposed to be a red panda. Not a very red red panda, obviously. But yeah, that's what he's supposed to be as a panda as well. Oh, I would have never. Yeah, he have, looks. Would have looks never like a caught that fox or something. Yeah. Or yeah, I was if not say, like he, you said, a gerbil. Yeah. <laughs> Now that you say fox, he looks like one of those kind of, uh, I think they're like an, like, just because he has, like, the rounded ears, it's like, a, there's some sort of, like, I feel like it's like an African fox or something like that. Oh, yeah. But. With, with some know. really weird name. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, a red panda would have been the last thing I, but that's also because I've been watching Turning Red and that panda, I'm used to what that panda looks like, that red panda. <laughs> ah, Yes. Yes, I have not yet seen Turning Red. So, oh, that's but, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, now now I'm at an age where my kids aren't around enough and whenever they do come over to my house, they've already seen all these fucking movies, so <laughs> I've still only seen half of Lightyear as well. I just don't get around to the kids movies. Mm. See, now now I'm my, you in your I 20s, that's what I'm Yeah. <laughs> I introduced my daughter to Cars today. And that was also nice. the first time I'd ever seen Cars. It was not too shabby. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that one's all right. Yeah, the the Cars uh, series is fun too. But I talked about I was, that in the Shining episode. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at the uh, the uh, DreamWorks kind of like franchise filmography here, and I think the only one I can say that I may might be up on is uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. That's the thing is there's also there's blue sky and illumination and Sony. So I, I never even yeah. know who is who anymore. Right. Because yeah. Hotel Transylvania is Sony. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. I See, it's you kind mentioned of funny Ice because, Age before. I think Ice Age is blue. Yeah. Sky, they are, Fox. They, yeah. And yeah. Madagascar. No, Madagascar is DreamWorks. That one's DreamWorks. Yeah, you're right. Ice Age. Ice Age is somewhere else. But it's kind of funny because it's like Pixar is so like, you know, Pixar is Pixar. Yeah. And then you kind of know Disney, like the Disney ones that are outside of Pixar or Disney because they just shove Disney in your face. Yeah, but like yeah. everything, any animated movie outside of like the Disney realm, I just assume is DreamWorks. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the, is Pepsi okay of uh, animation, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you're like, uh, when you're like, can I get a Coke Zero? And they're like, we have Diet Pepsi. And you're like, ugh, fine. <laughs> I guess if I must <laughs> I will drink your swill Ugh. I'd rather I'd rather just gain weight than than drink Pepsi <laughs> uh, so it's a big day in this town because at the Jade Palace the the dragon warrior is going to be picked and so we get the Furious Five is introduced at the Jade Palace. Now, I got to say, the staircase and the amount of comedy that this thing brings to this entire movie, starting with him trying to get the noodle cart up. And there's the whole like montage where it's like a whole day is passed and he's up like six steps. 
I mean, absolutely hilarious. But the amount of times that they use this, these stairs for comedy, either he's out of breath or the way they fall down it at the end, you know, like. Yeah. 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 I like comic device. Yeah. It's kind of funny how, I mean, I'm sure the animation is funny as well, but like Jack Black, I, I could, I think I could listen to Kung Fu Panda and still laugh out loud. Because yeah. his his voice and his like vocal performance is just so funny. Yeah, yeah. I I went to see Tenacious D in concert when they were in town. Oh, really? A while ago, yeah. And so, yeah, he's just he's infectious on stage. I mean, he's fucking Jack Black, right? Like, there's something yeah. about like there's something about Jack Black that uh, there's sometimes when I think of Jack Black and it's like, ugh, I hate that guy. <laughs> but then I watch something with Jack Black and I just fucking love it, right? Like he, you know, he gets to the point of annoying, but I fucking love him anyway. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Like I, I was watching this video on Facebook of him, like singing to some kid in a wheelchair one of the songs from School of Rock that this kid loves so much. And it's like, so he sang a couple lines, and you thought, oh, okay, he's gonna, okay, that was nice of him. And then he sings another line. <laughs> and then you think, okay, that's it. And then and then he just goes into it and his face is turning red. And it's like, oh my God, like for the kid in a way, like this hairy Jack Black, that would be terrifying having him right in your face like that with his face <laughs> turning red. But like, with his like, eyes all with his eyes all bugged out and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, but but my God, like it's just you can't help but love Jack Black no matter what. Yeah. So I I have to say I love the introduction of the Furious Five at the Jade Palace because it uses one of those tropes that you got to be careful how often you use it in movies. But when it's used well, it's hilarious. And that's where you can barely see the action that's happening. It's kind of like the opening sequence of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where it's all done from Groot's perspective, dancing. And Mm -hmm. you can kind of see things going in the background. So, like, the way that this event is going on, and it's all from Poe's perspective of trying to look over the fence or through cracks and everything like that. And all you can hear is the excitement of it, fireworks going off. Yeah. Absolute brilliant, I thought. Like, it must trigger people with FOMO, is what this scene does. You know? How so? Like, just, like, that you're not, like, with the Furious Five? Well, yeah, because, you know, it's like, ah, like, even all these people that have this fear of missing out, like, they they want they want to see the action, and it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, so, you know, here's Poe trying to, every opportunity to get in, climbing trees and stuff, and nothing is working. I mean that scene when he after he like goes through everything and then he he like rigs up the the firework chair and he's talking to his dad and they have the moment where he's like it's like I don't want to do noodles I love kung fu (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) so good yeah so you know back in our X Men episode we talked about. Magneto's prison and how it, it was just absolutely bonkers that they just had this facility for Magneto already prepared. Wow. As far as like, you know, prisons for one prisoner setups go, this, uh, the, the Chorgom prison is definitely up there for it. Yeah. So I don't understand this weird turtle shell 
straight jacket contraption they have him in. Yeah. And I also don't understand, like, they seemingly don't have his art, his hands separated from, like, I just don't understand how he managed to manipulate this feather, even if he got it inside. And also, like... Oh, he was whipping it with his tail. Ah, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he, he was doing that padlock blind. Yeah, just by feel with his tail. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, and we find out, like, when he does escape that he's, like, a parkour expert and everything. Like, he's lucky for that, because otherwise he wouldn't have been getting out of there. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's kind of weird, like, Tyler, like, he has his weird, uh, like, his, like, nerve pinch or whatever. But yeah. sometimes I couldn't tell her, they just, do they have, do each of them have kind of, like, magical powers, or is it just... They're just really good at martial arts. Yeah, I think they're just really good at martial arts. Okay. And when you're that good at martial arts, it's like magic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the 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 one that I don't get is the whooshy finger hold. Or, like, I know. Or, I was the, so the disappointed that they didn't hold. show what actually happens when you put the pinky down. Yeah. Like they show the shockwave or whatever, but. Like what yeah. happens to the person? <laughs> oh, I know. Like I, I, you know, I, at first when because I don't remember the movie that well. When Shifu does it in the the first time he meets Poe, I thought it was just a big bluff. Like I thought, mm-hmm. I thought that was what the punchline was, and then he does the pinky at the end, and it's like, oh no, it is a thing, and it is huge. What is it? I don't understand what it what it is. Yeah, apparently Shifu means teacher master. In in Cantonese or Mandarin, I forget which one. Yeah, so yeah, his name is Teacher. <laughs> I meant to Google this before the podcast, but every time the every time I watched it, I was wondering what does Tai Lung mean? Because I was well, like, oh, yeah. got it. Because I was like, does it mean whatever animal he is? Mm. Yeah, because he's some sort of leopard, I guess, right? Yeah, or jaguar or something. Well, the the prison that uh, that he's in, the Chorgom prison. Chorgom is Cantonese for sit in prison. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Oh, uh, Tai Lung actually means great dragon. Oh wow! So he's destined to have the dragon scroll. Then he really is. I think that I think that was the that was why th- this thing I'm reading says that that's that's why Shifu named him. Tai Lung because he had hoped that he would become the dragon warrior. Wow. Clever. It's kind of interesting. Like in that way, Tai I actually felt like they did a good job of making Tai Lung a sympathetic villain. Yeah. Like I could like, like I feel like lots of times in animation the villain is just so like one like a one trick pony and like has no emotion and is like the pure antagonist, whereas in this one, I was like, oh, yeah, there's levels to, like, and I understand why he is the way that he is, and it was kind of sad. I I thought I thought they were going to go, and maybe they do later on, but I thought they were going to build up a little bit more with Tigress. Yeah. Like, I, I almost thought it would have been cool if Tai Lung tried to, like, seduce Tigress to the dark side, because they seem to be mirroring each other in in a certain in a certain way like she was almost his replacement after yeah. he after he left i thought that would have been a cool add to the to the movie yeah just a little bit more of a rivalry or something there yeah mhm 
So yeah, through when when Poe is trying to watch the the Dragon Scroll Festival or whatever, he somehow unlikely ends up in the middle of the town square and he's the one that ends up getting picked as the next dragon warrior. I like this little mistaken identity thing, but I also like uh, how stubborn the turtle is about saying, you know what? I may he didn't, he's not going to say, admit to making a mistake. It's like, nope, this is what the stroll picked. Fate knows that it's supposed to be this panda. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird because it seems like master Ugwe, like, really just had no idea. Like, I wouldn't have been shocked if Poe never even made it, and he just pointed randomly to the crowd, and the yeah. first person was like, me? He was yeah. just like, yes, you are the dragon warrior. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's like, on the few opportunities I've had to play spin the bottle as a kid in my life, you know, where it's just like, where it's kind of between people, but you're trying to will it to be actually <laughs> pointing th- towards a certain person. Yeah. <laughs> Just do the little lean in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, if I look at it straight on, it looks like it's pointing right here. Yeah. So uh, that's quite the training facility that they have for the Furious Five. Like, it's very high tech in an old school kind of way. Yeah, it reminds it reminds me of, like, the Danger Room in the X-Men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but all, like, wood cranks and stuff. Like, it's just, it's... I don't know. Yeah, it's... I I didn't really understand the one that, that seemed to be like the like rolling rope rope river almost. I guess that that seemed like it would be more just for Mantis because he's small. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. It, it has to suit every need. I don't. I I <laughs> I really enjoyed Mantis as a character. I mean, I you know, I've I've got a soft spot for Seth Rogen anytime he appears in anything, of course. But yeah. but I, I just like the fact that when it gets to that bridge scene, the rope bridge, where he's the one that's left behind holding the entire bridge up. Like, I mean, it seems like the obvious joke, but it still makes me giggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were all, I liked... Who played Crane? I didn't look that up. Uh, Crane was uh, David Cross. David Cross. That's why I knew his voice sounded familiar. Yeah. He, uh... I do like that scene when Poe's like he's like you don't belong here or whatever because it's it's like uh, this is this is Crane's Crane's room. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as a matter of coincidence, I actually isolated that scene, and I think we need to do a little. I used to like this one piece theater. Oh man, how did I know? I don't know. I don't know. That's impressive. Yeah, I, I wanted to do a little Kung Fu Panda. Why not? You know, we're, we're in our customer request month. Ivan sent us this all the way from Costa Rica, so we might as well give him a little bit extra in this episode. So, yeah, I've got here the scene between Poe and Crane. So who do you want to be? Do you want to be Poe? Do you want to live out your lifelong dream of being like Jack Black? Or... You know what? <laughs> I feel like I feel like you got it. I don't know that Me. I have it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. Okay. Well, here we go. Let's 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 do this. Oh, hey, hi. You're uh, you're up. Am now. I-, I was just someday, huh? That kung fu stuff is hard work, right? 
<laughs> Your biceps sore? Uh, I've had a long and rather disappointing day, so yeah, I should probably get to sleep now. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Okay, thanks. It, it's just, oh, man, I'm such a big fan. You guys were totally amazing at the Battle of the Weeping River, outnumbered a thousand to one. But you didn't stop, and, and you just... Gah! <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Uh, look. You don't belong here. I, I know, I know, I know, you're right. I don't have... I just... My whole life, I've dreamed of... No, no, no. I meant... You don't belong here. I mean, in this room. This is my room property of crane oh okay right right so yeah you you want to get to sleep and i'm keeping you up we got big things tomorrow all, all right you're awesome last thing i want to say bye bye Oi. what was that i didn't say anything oh okay all right good night sleep well yes i used to like this one piece theater Yeah, there were definitely some fun moments, and there, I, I, I like that they weren't all standoffish with Poe. Mm-hmm. It, it is nice that he at least gets his little relationship with like Viper and Mantis. You know, a- everyone does eventually kind of come around, but you know, at least right off the bat, you know, Mantis is in his corner and Viper's in his yeah. corner. You know, I, like yeah, they weren't all assholes and. Really, it's only, like, Tigress, but it's, like, you have to have one of them who's, like, like, she was the one who was supposed to be selected, I, I would assume, but. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you need someone that's really chafed by this. Yeah. So, they they train really hard to try to get Poe away, and the next morning, they think that they have chased him away, but find out that he's actually up early and stuck in the splits. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean I I guess we were talking about before about like are there things in this movie that don't hold up or like or maybe not today by like I kind of feel somewhat like maybe is the fat guy trope I mean we kind of talked about this in Tommy Boy but like is the fat guy trope still it's still okay I think but I don't even know. I, I don't guess. even know. Like, I was just thinking, like, yeah. kind of like one of the assertions of this movie is, like, the way that Poe learns to become good at martial arts is really driven by his desire to eat. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, that that's his training style. I don't, I don't know whether this is, like, a fat guy joke as much as it is, like, he doesn't know what he's doing joke, yeah. right? Like, I guess, yeah. I, I don't know. I you know, yeah, stuck in the splits. Uh yeah. I I don't think he's not getting up because he's fat. I think he overexerted himself. I don't know, maybe. Uh. Yeah, I guess my own the only thing that makes me think that is because they just like they like berate him so much for being like quote unquote flabby and like out of shape. And- yeah. It's the fact that 
he's flabby and out of shape is what saves him in the end with the pressure point push mm-hmm. because it's not working properly. You can't find it on him because he's so fat. But you know, you you have a you have a strong point with the fact that everything is motivated by food, but I guess in the end though, it's not all just fat guy stuff like he he finds his own fighting style like all of the fighting styles are actually based on the animals that they have here right like that's why they have these specific animals the crane style and the mantis style and everything like that so at the end he is actually doing some bear style kung fu okay you know the the things like him like also using his belly skadoosh you know that that's that's also a different you know that's I not mean, bear yeah. style. But I mean I guess I guess the I guess the <laughs> message the message still holds because ultimately the message of of Poe is like, you know, learning to like believe in yourself and you're fine just the way you are, like and and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So I mean like it's not like it's all we just you know, regardless, it's it's all comedy. Like I think there is some sort of like nice message of acceptance at the end. Well, and Jack Black makes Poe lovable. Oh, yeah. Th- this character could easily be, you know, uh, just annoying. Mm-hmm. But he does give him, like, this endearing quality that makes you go, aw, poor Poe. Yeah. They really yeah, are I, to him. I really liked the, like, the perseverance that Poe shows. I thought that was, like, it's like a really good message for kids because yeah. my general my general feeling about the youth these days the youth, is like they uh, they have no like they have no resilience and no ability to persevere yeah so yeah i did i did kind of like that that's that's like a big part of his a part of his thing is just like the fact that he's just like he wants something so bad and it's really hard work and kind of the only way he gets through it is just a refusal to give up like yeah. a refusal to quit, even when yeah. the odds are so like bad and everybody's making it <laughs> so hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. You you brought up earlier the the fight with the food. Boy, is that a fun scene as well? Like the the fight over the dumpling with the chopsticks. Oh yeah, and then and one. then the callback to it later with the stilts. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I just I I thought there were some really clever things. You know, like. Where where the fighting over the dumpling and everything like that to see, I don't know. Like he, he in a way he just Mister Miyagi's him. I guess all the best kung fu, karate, all that kind of you know martial artist teachers will find that way to make you learn as a student. Mm-hmm. And so he he just found what pose you know wax on wax off is it's dumplings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie. I don't know if you felt this way, but I couldn't help but watch this movie and just feel like there. It, it, it just gave me like it's not Star Wars at all, but okay, it gave me yeah. it gave me heavy Star Wars vibes, and just okay. and I think because they're both like you know just straight up like archetypal like heroes journey stories. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. He, but even the point like. You know, Poe at first, he's like, he's so much like Luke Skywalker, you know, like he, he's dreaming of joining the Rebellion, Poe's dreaming of joining the Furious Seven or Furious Five or whatever they are. And uh, and then, you know, it's like, 
you know, Shifu's like Obi-Wan. Ugwe ends up being like Yoda when he disappears into his... He comes in and gives him, like, everything he needs to succeed, and then he disappears in the flower swirl. And I was just... Yeah. And, even, and, even, and even Tai Lung is kind of like Darth Vader in that he is sympathetic. Like I said before, he's sympathetic. He's not, he's not all dark. Yeah. Like, you, you, you understand how he got to where he is. Yeah. Yeah. But I could just be reaching. (laughs) (laughs) I I can see where you're getting the comparisons. And yeah, I I guess, like you said, it's it's the classic hero's journey. And so a lot of these things are going to pop up whenever you have movies like that. I mean, you know, Willow was Star Wars as well. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is now Asian (laughs) Star Wars. I don't know. I mean the the character that's most a mystery to me in this movie is Ugwe. Yeah. Because <laughs> like if he knew Tyla like I was going to say he didn't seem like it didn't seem like a lot of time had passed between the time that Tai Lung was imprisoned and the time like now. Well no, I mean Tig that was pre-Tigris so let's assume it's been like 10 or 15 years I guess. Yeah. But but Ugwe, like, he just defeats Tai Lung with a, a few, like, well-placed fingers, and it's yeah. over. So now, like, ding, you ding, know ding, this ding, ding, ding. you know this guy is coming again to wreak havoc. Could you just have stuck around for an extra day and yeah. uh, just been there to kind of, like, put him back in the cage? Nope. They'll never learn if I keep bailing them out. They have to do them themselves. I'll just bite it a day early. Even yeah. even after he kind of he knowingly set the whole thing up because if he's Shifu's master and he knows he tells Shifu like he has a vision that Tai Lung's going to escape and then it seem he seemingly also knows by his like one line where he talks about like the future you wish to avoid or whatever is the one that you'll like create and yeah and so he knows. He knows who he's dealing with, but he tells Shifu anyways, and Shifu sends his guy, and Tylung gets his... Like, Ugwe could have just kept his mouth shut. Vision avoided. No problems. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why is it that these, like, old Grandmaster characters always have lost their marbles a little bit too i mean you know think rafiki and lion yeah. king or or like you mentioned yoda like they're always just a little bit off <laughs> that milk is starting to turn you yeah. know like it's just... <laughs> uh, yeah so they they just always like to bring in these wacky old characters yeah i don't know there must there must be something to it like it's a. Uh... Some sort of trope, but I don't. I don't know what it is about them that makes them. It's to make the so- sage old timers seem a little more quirky. They, you know, they're more fun than just. You, know, you, you can't just Mister Me. Well, no, Mister Miyagi had some good one-liners too. I was going to say, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they're not Himalayan monks. Were you not hoping like so bad that in the final battle that the invisible trident of destiny was going to come into play? The invisible trident of destiny. Yeah, you know, like when Poe, like when he first goes into the temple, he looks at all those different weapons. Oh, uh, yeah. And there's like, there's like this sword that like can <laughs> cut you just by looking at it. And then it the, the goes to the like the little rack. And he's like, oh, the invisible trident of destiny. And then there's the whisper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, I, I didn't, I didn't even take note of what every item was on that, or what, like, you know, I, I didn't take enough of a note, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> none of those items came back. I mean, I, I guess that scene was actually put in because it was a little joke about the director, one of the directors of this movie, the first time he ever visited Skywalker Ranch, that was kind of how he was yeah. walking around. Where it's like, oh my god, that's you know Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, or you know all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that that's why that scene was thrown in. But yeah, you're right. The invisible trident of destiny would have come back, yeah. or should have come back. That would have been great. So now, one thing that I definitely noticed with this movie because it is so much newer than what we're used to. I'm not used to the movies being quite this pretty. Now, I gotta say, I think I've narrowed it. The, my three favorite scenes down in this movie and it's either Tai Lung escaping from the prison the rope bridge scene or the dumpling fight what, what about you like where where do you land for like like ultimate scenes in this movie the yeah the rope bridge for sure and the, the dumpling one I really liked as well what would my third one be I mean, the fight over the scroll in the temple at the end with Tai Lung is also a good one. Yeah, like, I, I was going to say, like, I I don't know if I've seen a guy. Like, I like the scene that's the backstory, like, that's the backstory of, like, Tai, of, like, why Shifu is the way that he is. Right. Like, right, I, right, I really yeah. I really liked that one. The, the end fight is good, but it's kind of just, like, Poe, like, getting thrown through buildings and... and 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 the lot of, a lot of that, stuff. like yeah, it's just, it's just kind <laughs> of like haphazard. But they fucked that Jade Temple up, though. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, like my God, holes everywhere, and yeah, I mean, I mean, for for comedy's sake, I'd probably say the scene where Poe is like everything he's doing, like once he gets to the top of the stairs to try to get in. Yeah, but like the the, the fireworks chair scene of all is is one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, and again, it's those stairs that come back. I mean, I love when, you know, Tai Lung has shown up at the temple and, you know, Poe comes to the rescue <laughs> and he's got the whole, hold <sighs> 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 oh, oh, that's a lot of stairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it's great. But so. Poe is finally worthy of the dragon scroll. I we did leave out that part because he finds out that it's blank, and Shifu tells everyone to evacuate the town because Tai Lung is coming. I I like the moment with his dad where he tells them that there is no secret ingredient in the secret ingredient soup, and mm-hmm. that's that's what makes Poe realize. Wait, there is no secret ingredient. I I don't know whether that's. It sound, I, I think it's more insulting than they make it sound, though. <laughs> there is no secret ingredient. Ouch! Like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say, because it's kind of like... Like, to me, I'm like... It could be taken... But it's also like the soup is... Like, when it, in the context of the soup, it's kind of like... It is like it, it is actually true. Like, think about... It's It's Apple products. There's nothing special about Apple, but people flock to Apple because it's Apple and it's like yeah. status. It's like, like, I think that's kind of what they're getting at. It's like the soup, 
the soup isn't special, but if you, it's like if you tell people it's special, then all of a sudden everybody wants it. But it doesn't change the actual quality of the soup. Yeah, it just it just mentally makes people want it more. Well, there, there's a part of me that makes me wonder whether it's the 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 person that originally put the scroll up there couldn't think of what to actually put on it. And he's like, no, that, I'm, yeah. under a, I'm, I'm under a deadline. I got to get this finished. The boss the boss is breathing down my neck. I got to get this up there. And so he just put it up blank because he didn't know what to write because he thought no one would ever figure out this weird Rube Goldberg contraption of like sending cherry blossoms up to knock it out precariously. Yeah, it's... uh. You know, he didn't expect anyone to figure out the delivery method that it's like, oh, shit, someone someone caught it? Okay. Yeah. Also, I didn't mean to speak ill of Apple, uh, yeah. our podcast uh, holder here. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so. Well, see, you know, a- a- Apple Podcasts is a great platform, you know. Oh, yeah. Apple a- Apple products, whatever. I'm I'm an Android user, so... Yeah. yeah, Android for life. I don't know. <laughs> I've just never. I I don't get Apple. I don't know why. Yeah, me neither. They they say it's the, the, easier, but their cameras suck. I'm just gonna throw yeah. that out there. I've never seen an Apple an Apple camera that looked good. <laughs> Not according to their commercials. Their commercials are entirely filmed on Apple cameras. Oh. Well, I mean, maybe they've improved. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah i mean i yeah i i wonder if ugwe wrote the scroll because i mean then then it all kind of makes sense he's like ah. he's like i made this thing no and i'm like i'm gonna pick the person and then i'm gonna peace out before anybody can realize what i've done yeah he's like that person you work with who's just who just like literally like does nothing and then and then uh just quits <laughs> yeah yeah maybe it was him maybe it was him because that would at least show that he's been quirky his entire life mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just in his old age that he's starting to lose it a little bit so okay if tai long was raised by a shifu since he was a child why does he have a british accent yeah, i don't know <laughs> again why is pose dad a goose <laughs> yeah okay we, we can't ask too many questions fair enough <laughs> maybe that's just how leopards sound i don't know <laughs> yeah but but then we get our like climactic battle and poe has like special fat absorption powers did you i, I kind of felt like it was a mistake like i wanted poe to at least be like a little bit good at martial arts from the get-go i mean he kind of because yeah. but but I also wanted I thought it would have been cool if they returned to that that like animation aesthetic that they had at the at the beginning. Like even if it was just for one scene. Like you know how in like a lot of old school martial arts movies when the big battle it it always goes to that like wider this, screen. Yeah, the wide screen comes in and it's like you see the wind rushing and like yeah, leaves yeah. blowing and like like yeah. let them have like a, a true like face off, like we're gonna. It's like Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris, and like we're going for mm-hmm. it. Absolutely, yeah. No, that would have been great. Yeah, I still want to know what the Pinky Flex does, though. Like, yeah, just, 
Like, and why wouldn't you start with that move? Like, when you have a finishing move like that, why wouldn't you just start with it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I I actually wonder sometimes if there's a well, sometimes I've only just watched this movie. If there's a deleted scene that shows that what actually happened with the pinky flex is like a massive fart, because that just seems like it would be in keeping with with Poe's oh, character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes far more sense. Yeah. So Shifu is finally at peace because they. They recapture Tai Long. I, I wish I remembered the next ones enough to even know whether Tai Long comes back. No, did they capture him? I, they yeah, don't they, they ca- don't show like what happens to him. Cause I feel like it just ends I mean maybe maybe the, I spaced out, but like from what I remember it's like the pinky flex happens and then the next thing you know is like all the villagers are like have accepted Poe as the dragon warrior and they're like trying to put them on their shoulders and it's like basically he's yeah. just walking up up the the street and then it's like roll credits. Yeah. I, I don't feel like you ever really see what the result like it kind of just feels like he got nuked. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but Poe was fine because he was the cause of the nuke. This is like, you know, in in a show like doom patrol or or uh well, what's the one with elliot page uh umbrella academy umbrella academy yeah where you know the source of the explosion is protected i guess so i guess i don't know yeah but oh but i yeah so that's the end of the movie but there there was a post-credit scene i did not know that there was a post-credit scene did you stick around for the credits i didn't because no. i yeah, I did not. For some reason, I, I felt like I knew there wasn't one, but yeah. I guess I was wrong. Yeah, it's it's Shifu is eating dumplings under the tree, and then the camera pulls out, and you see uh, the 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 cherry or pe- sorry the peach tree from what he planted earlier. Yeah, yeah, you you see a sap a little sapling there, so there's a oh. new tree starting to grow. Yeah. How That's sweet. all it is. Yeah. How sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uguay lives on, I guess. But that is Kung Fu Panda. Now, Colin, on IMDb, it scored 7.6 out of 10 and has a meta score of 74. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has 87% on the tomato meter and an audience rating of 83%. People loving this movie. But, Colin, those are just numbers. Like any number of kung fu moves, hit us with some reviews. All right, here we go. Okay, Lassie Lass L gave the movie five out of five stars and says, A very good martial arts film on all parameters. Strong teacher-student relationships bind all the main characters together. Action is also great by animation standards, and although the effects are slightly aged, light and colors are used masterfully. The film is also incredibly well-written in terms of plot progression, character development, and tension. There's also a good message to take away that's very well incorporated into the story. In addition, the score and the humor are both very good. I didn't realize Hans Zimmer did the score for this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It always feels weird to criticize an animation style, because it's like, 
you know, like where they say, well, the effects are kind of dated. It's like, well, it is still animation, right? Like, yeah, you know, it, it would be different if they were trying to do something like Babe, where yeah. they were trying to make realistic animals. But it's like, no, it's a cartoon in a cartoon environment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Billy S says four out of five stars. Jack Black plays a fat panda that loves Kung Fu. Somehow, by divine coincidence, this movie works. How it does, I still don't know. Maybe it's one of those Zen Kung Fu riddles you're never supposed to get a clear answer on. (laughs) Okay. It's kind of funny because we so recently talked about Tommy Boy where, you know, now I'm thinking about Beverly Hills Ninja in comparison to this. Yeah. Yeah, the... Big fat guy doing karate. I mean, that's Stingray. That Stingray is what that is off of Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's a, like, I feel like there's a world where, like, if Chris Farley had lived where maybe Jack Black doesn't have a career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, there's there's still the few things that Jack Black has that he doesn't have, like the the singing ability, but... Yeah. yeah, they're they're both just loud, screaming fat guys. I mean, this one I don't know. Bro M's gave the movie five out of five stars and says, "I like Tai Lung, Gar Tigress, attractive for real though." Poe got a gut, damn. <laughs> no SI, and then puts in brackets secret ingredient. It's just me. I will take this, and then it, and then Marissa. I don't know. Oh. This must be their friend. Marissa says, um, I like Poe and his dad, Mr. Ping. <laughs> okay. Right on. That That's some quality reviews that they're giving. Yeah. I just have one more that I. Can, can you I imagine to... <laughs> if you turned on Siskel and Ebert's show and that's what it was? Like, you know, <laughs> Poe got a belly. Dang. <laughs> 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 You know, I like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ping. Two thumbs up. <laughs> I'm going to include this one because we've had a streak of like people talking about their parents. Uh, the review is under Chris Carlson's account. However, the review states, please note the following. My name is Jaden C. Carlson, and I'm reviewing this movie from my mom's account. I'm 16 <laughs> years old. You've probably heard a lot of great things about this one, and I don't want to repeat anything you may have already heard. So this review will be more of a list of things that make the film all but perfect for friends and family. The film has some awe-inspiring visuals, which are wonderful to look at and even make you wonder if it was more around 2010 or even 2012, as opposed to 2008. <laughs> the movie, hit, the, the such, movie also has such subtle differences in those four years. <laughs> the nuances of of the evolution of animation in those four years. Okay, okay. Well, hey, man, that's that's pre and post Avatar. You know, yeah, the world changed. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the world changed. Uh, the movie also has a beautiful score presented in part by, I believe, Hans Zimmer. That's very pleasing to listen to. The movie also has a strong cast of characters, including a lovably optimistic main character named Poe, his likable father, his mentor Shifu, as well as several others. 
As a comedy, this movie definitely delivers with clever humor, but also a lot of drama vividly executed. It's also a great action movie, as all the anthropomorphized animal characters each have specific styles of fighting the use that they use in the film that are appropriate for his or her species, given the film giving the film some credibility for effort. The story itself may have been done before, but it works every bit as well in the universe the film is set in, and feels very natural for the characters involved in the plot. The antagonist is also pretty well written, even though he isn't necessarily among the best animated villains, and cannot be compared to most members of Disney's animated rogues gallery. Overall, there isn't much to complain about with Kung Fu Panda. It's well-written, has several other things going for it, it's great for kids at around 6 or 7, and even teens and adults may still find the film enjoyable. I recommend it to any action movie or comedy fan, and God bless you all. 220 people found this review helpful, and wow. it, it might be one of the like best reviews I think I've ever read on Google. <laughs> yeah, well done, Jaden. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even really get into just how stacked the cast is, and that's something that Jaden brought up in his review there was some of the great people that were in this movie. Like, I mean, Angelina Jolie and Jackie Chan. Apparently, Jackie Chan did five hours of work on this movie. And Mm -hmm. it's like, as I was watching it, I'm like, he even put in that much work? (laughs) Because he he doesn't, I I don't even think he says any real words in this movie at any point. Yeah, he's monkey, right? Yeah, he's monkey. Talking all that much. Yeah. But yeah, Seth Rogen and Lucy Liu and. Dan Fogler, Michael Clark Duncan, Wayne Knight. I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, good people in this movie. So it's like, th- this is back when DreamWorks was buying their way into the animation market, I'd say. You know, oh, they had yeah. a hit with Shrek, Shark's Tale. They had Will Smith for that one. So, you know, let's uh, let's up the ante here and see how many stars we can bring in for this one. So, yeah, uh, 7.6 and uh, 83 from audiences, 74 and 87 from critics. I enjoyed revisiting this one. It's it's a fun movie. It's a, it's a cute movie. I've got no problems with it. I've got no problem with saying it's an 80% movie as well. It's, yeah. I've got nothing bad to say about Kung Fu Panda. It was an enjoyable time. And... I was worried that I would have nothing to say about it because it's just like, even as I was going through my notes, it's things like it it was, it was a lot of, remember that time when this happened? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Remember that time when this happened? That was funny. So yeah, I, I was worried that, you know, we would get like half an hour out of this episode, but there, I guess there's a lot to say about this movie. I enjoyed it though. And I've, yeah, I've got nothing else to say, but that It, it was fun. Colin, it was your first viewing of Kung Fu Panda, so what did you think? I thought it was great, and I definitely will watch this movie. I'm going to try to get my daughter hooked on this movie, and I will probably, you know, I plan on watching the rest of... I know Netflix just recently put out, like, a 10-episode, like, limited series continuation. Yeah. So I think there's, like, three or four movies to watch and like, a couple small series and i mean i like i like it i like the universe i like the character and i don't know i want more of it so i definitely will watch it again and i'll watch the the remaining the you know the other entries in the series i don't know the animation i thought was really 
was really good. And it's just a fun, wholesome movie. That's all I can really say about it. Like, it's like, it's like as well written. Like, actually, no, I'm going to say it's better written than most children's movies Mm -hmm. are. Yeah. Which I think, which is kind of why it's good because. You know, now that I have a kid, I will have to watch like a lot of these kids' movies, and it's yeah, it's even kind of shocking. Like the ones that I had to, I watched, I loved when I was a kid. You're just like, ugh, like it's they they just don't necessarily like hold up as well because they're not as well written. Mm-hmm. Where it's like these Pixar and these DreamWorks movies, you know, just <laughs> and, just have and the it. other guys. And, the other- and, and those other guys, <laughs> those other guys yeah. whatever com- whatever company they are, Sony, whatnot. Yeah. Like it's just you can do. It, it just goes to show, like you can make a will a really well written story that's only ninety minutes long, and and make a like a really great movie. You don't need these big bloated action CGI monstrosities to like make a movie entertaining. Yeah, that's true. Well, there we go. Well said. That is Kung Fu Panda. And that's our show for this week. A uh, big, huge thank you to Ivan S. for sending this request our way. Colin will tell us how to send requests our way if you want to hear us talk about your movie in a sec. If you like that show, one thing you can do to really help us out is, well, just tell people. Spread the name of our show to all your friends. Word of mouth really helps a podcast find an audience. Or go to whatever app it is you listen to your podcast on and give us five stars and a little review. Just helps drive us up the charts, helps us get noticed. Or if you want to go even further, one step further and become a producer of the show and donate to our cause... You can go over to patreon.com slash I used to like this one, become part of our Patreon family, and you become an executive producer and get a shout out on the show, just like Joshua Blum. And yes, send your request to I used to like this one, all one word, at gmail.com, and be sure to check out our website, www.iustolikethisone.com, for links to all our podcast episodes and social media pages. I Used to Like This One is created by, hosted by, and produced by Sean Wells and Colin Stewart. It is edited by Sean Wells, music by Lyndon Carter. Look for his band, Carter and the Capitals, anywhere you listen to music. If you want to hear more contents from me and my stories of being a bus driver, check out my other podcast, In Front of the Yellow Line, anywhere pods are cast. Thank you for listening, and join us next week when we continue more listener requests for the month of November on I Used to Like This One. Sorry, I'm I'm just confused by some of my voice-to-text here, so I have to try to (laughs) translate that, yeah. No, it's disturbed, yet I never gets old. But I've realized that it's the stairs bit never gets old. Hmm. <laughs>